The Dad University podcast helps fathers learn what they're not taught in school. We offer dads advice on parenting, relationships, and family life. We may not have all the answers, but we're certainly going to have fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is the Dad University Podcast, episode 251. All right. How are you tonight, Alan? I'm good. 251. Yeah. Got energy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For that, thanks for well, the sponsor. Yeah, well, we're, oh. we're going to talk about oh, that. Cool. You know what's Sorry. funny? I, I, didn't even, I didn't even realize that when I asked that. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was a no, great segue. Very organic thing. Yeah. So we that. are actually, this episode is sponsored, uh, which is <laughs> Great segue, unintentionally. Um, Sponsored by Pure Boost. Yeah. Um, So I might as well talk about Pure Boost since we we already mentioned it. I kind of let it out. Um, It's a healthy alternative to energy drinks. And by the way, it's way cheaper too. So I'm drinking these now and I love it. It doesn't have any sugar. Yeah. As you know, I care about what I put inside me. Sure. Great. <laughs> um, and it's got a bunch of vitamins and minerals, good stuff. It tastes awesome. I've, I've gave you some. Yeah. And- I, I, I'm a skeptic to be honest with you. And I, I'm this is completely organic. They're not paying me for anything. Um, I really do enjoy it. And when you gave me this one, especially today, I feel a lot better. Like I have more energy throughout the, the night. Yep. That's, so that's the way it goes. I mean, it t- like you said, it tastes really great. There's no sugar, but it has a natural sweetness to it. Yeah. 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 So, there's they're just little packets. Mm-hmm. Uh, mix them with water. There's three different flavors. So what's cool is the owners of Pure Boost are parents as well, mm. and they're supportive of what we're doing, which is awesome. Um, and so they are offering Dad University listeners fifty percent off your first order. Okay. Yeah. So you can just go That's to gopureboost.com/dad-university. So gopureboost.com slash dad university right on. uh and they'll give you 50 percent off you just click on it and, and go for it so. stuff works I'm, it does i'm not it, gonna lie i actually do feel better well i'm drinking it right now too yeah, <laughs> it definitely helps these late night recordings yeah yeah um which is interesting some people have difficulty going to sleep afterwards like yeah. i don't i don't have trouble it's like yeah i mean granted i if i took a ton Sure. caffeine maybe, yeah. but yeah, yeah it has a hundred milligrams of caffeine in it. So, yeah. you know, it's, that's a decent amount to feel like a, a really good pick me up. Mm. Um, so I like it. It's clean. It's it, yeah, clean energy. This is better about it than coffee. It's just, it's kind of feels like it's, it's, you're drinking fruit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically <laughs> and you get some vitamins from it. So it's a, a clean antioxidant energy boost. That's yeah, cool. it's good stuff. Yeah. Right on. And they're sponsors. So yeah. that's like bonus. Right. Thank you. Yep. So, all right. Getting back to uh, getting your baby to sleep through the night. Um, it, here's the thing. This is one of the primary goals of parents. Yeah. Um, you know, when you have a newborn or even when, you know, after newborn stage, everybody is asking, you know, hey, did the baby sleep through the night? <laughs> you know, how's the baby sleeping? Hey, did you make it through the night? You know, I know you're a new parent. Like, it's just this thing that everybody focuses on is sleep. Yeah. It's it's just crazy. So. I, you get sick of it. I mean, you get sick of everybody oh, sure. asking yeah, too. Imagine. And so there's a, there's a couple popular sleep training methods, um, you know, of how to get your baby to sleep. There's, these are popular, um, and it, just experts and pediatricians like on sleep usually say to wait three to four months mm-hmm. before trying, trying these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you have a newborn, just, 
wait it out a little bit, you know, cause if you, here's the thing, if you start too early, they say like one, it doesn't work, but they don't want any sort of other impacts, Sure, you know, and I don't know the science behind it, which I'm not going to, you know, that's why yeah. I said, you listen to the experts. I just want to identify what these different methods are, but you need to talk to your pediatrician. You want to, you know, research yourself and make sure, you know, figure out what works for you. Right. Um, but here's a couple of popular methods. So the first and probably the most famous quote method is the Ferber method. That was like at least the you know one that's coined by okay. the name. There's a Dr. Richard Ferber was the guy's name. And so basically you allow the baby to cry for a certain amount of time before you go and comfort them. Yeah. And the time gets longer and longer as you go. So you start out with maybe five minutes, they you know, cries, then you go pick them up. And then the next time you wait seven minutes and then you, you know, and it, and the idea is it becomes longer and longer mm. and, and the baby doesn't, you know, the baby adapts to that and learns to put themselves and soothe themselves and put them to sleep. Right. So I don't know. Uh, that didn't work tremendously well for us. I want to say though, we maybe didn't give it enough time. Sure. Uh, but we tried it and I can remember vividly. Well, cause I'll talk about the next method, but I remember my son crying for an hour Yeah, and it's like, well, no, no, they're supposed to, you know? And so we, we, I don't think we did the method as well as we should have, but we, cause we probably did more of what the second method is, which is cry it out. Mm. That's the second method. So crying it out. Well, do you know why babies cry? Mm-hmm. Because it works. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what works is that the baby quickly learns that if it cries, you pick it up. Mm-hmm. And so, and you'll provide it attention. And so the cry it out method, you basically just are allowing the baby to cry themselves to sleep. Sure. And the idea is that, you know, eventually the baby learns that crying doesn't work. Right. Like that's not an option. I'm not going to get picked up. I'm not going to get the attention I want. I'm just going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so we tried that and that's, that didn't work for us either. Right. I mean, it was just this weird combination. And so I, I, mean, I remember our son taking an hour and we're like, okay, they said it was only going to be an like a, a 30 minutes and we were dying. Like, yeah. It is, I think that it's tougher on the parents than the baby. Yeah. Right. You know, it, it really is to hear your baby crying is just, it's, it's, it can hurt, yeah. you know? Yeah. You just, sure. you don't want to hear that. Yeah. And we just couldn't take it anymore. It was yeah. like, you know, and so he was supposed to fall asleep. He didn't fall asleep. And so, you know, the cry it out method. Now I've also had, um, I did this as a video on YouTube and I've had some comments and I've had some people contact me. Um, and I want to see the data. I've been looking for some more data of the effects of all of these. Mm. In other words, do, you know, allowing your child to cry it out. Does that have any sort of effect on them long-term mm. and vice versa? These different methods, do they affect the baby? Cause at the time, I don't know that we thought about that other than how is it going to affect their sleep? Right. Wasn't thinking about how it affects them like emotionally or like was serotonin produced at a very young age, like, like any sort of impact. And so if anybody has any links to studies or information about that, that would be awesome. Mm. Just email us podcast at daduniversity.com. I'd really appreciate that. Um, And then the third method is the no cry method. And so this is sometimes called like the no tears method which same thing, but basically when your baby cries 
or right before they cry, you feel them getting, you, you reassure them, you pick them up and then you put them back down Mm -hmm. and you do this as much as you need to. And the idea here is, you know, they're in a comfortable situation. There's routine, there's all these things, but you're not going to allow them to really cry very long. Like you're comforting them as they need it. Um, you know, I don't know my opinion with this. This is not something that we did with our first child, but I will say we had this more with our second child, with my daughter Mm -hmm. and a lot of different approaches may fall under this, but basically, you know, my, my son was in a crib in his own room versus my daughter. Our second child was in a bassinet right next to the bed. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. So it was two very different scenarios and they have, they're very different. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's what I wonder. It's like, does it have an impact in any way or is it just coincidence? Sure. Sure. It's it's different on like how they approach things or how like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just really interesting. And so that's why I want to know, not that you can do anything about it, but (laughs) um, just if it does have some sort of effect, because that might be a reason to endorse one method over another Mm -hmm. or, or such, you know, like does that cause independence versus the other one causes dependence, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of interesting. So every child's different, you know, and that's what you have to understand. And so you do have to figure out what works best for you and your child. Like no question that like, I don't know that I can say Oh, this is the best method. I mean, we worked, we did one way for one child and at the time that one didn't work very well. So we did the complete opposite for the other child. So like is a combination of both of them the right way or did we do one better than the other? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Both of my kids are wonderful, so I can't, I'm not going to (laughs) complain. Right. Of course. Um, Did you guys hear that? Did the kids hear that? (laughs) I want to make sure my kids listening. No, he means it. Yeah. so yeah, we just want to make sure too that your expectations are that this happens overnight because it doesn't, you know, it can take a week, two, or even longer t- for this to sort of kick in for any of these methods to work. Uh, and as we said, you know, you're going to want to wait till they're three or four years old or three or four months old, yeah. um, you know, before, tr- before trying something like sure, that. Right. So regardless of which method you choose, there definitely are some tips that I learned and that we implemented that helped us and helping our kids sleep through the night. And so, like I said, doesn't matter which method you choose. I think these will help. And so I wanted to go over a couple things that are just, you know, they're good, good advice and good benefits and good tips, just no matter what. Mm -hmm. First one, stick to a schedule, Mm -hmm. put them down at the same time every night. And now this might be hard for some people, which I can understand. I mean, people have different schedules, but you want to try to figure out a way to put the baby on a schedule for sleeping. It is important. Mm. Um, But like I said, I understand that it can't be, it's not perfect for everybody because of their own schedules, but just try your best to make that same time every, or I should say stick to that schedule. Sure. Same time every night. Number two, put them down earlier. Now, this is might be contrary to logic, but putting them down earlier actually helps them sleep longer. Mm-hmm. At least it did with both of my children. Mm-hmm. So ideal bedtime is probably earlier than you think. Try 6 to 6.30. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I spoke with a sleep expert, um, actually did some internet work with them oh, okay. and that was their suggestion at the time. Huh. It was just, I, coincidentally had, we had our newborn and, uh, I did some internet marketing for yeah, somebody yeah. who it was perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she, she was an expert. I mean, she'd worked with thousands of, of kids and she just said, you've got to put them to sleep earlier. And of course our thought was, well, then they're going to get up earlier. They didn't. Okay. And they, they slept just as long, if not if longer later. Yeah. And so they got more sleep mm-hmm. that way. And so that was interesting. So, and, and quite frankly, it then gives mom and dad more time. Yeah. Like for sure. You know, I, I see some of these parents who are out, you know, and they're out and they have these babies at like nine, 10 o'clock. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? I mean, I yeah, guess maybe they have the mornings then free because yeah, the still, baby sleeps I mean, later. Yeah, you're but, not going to get a lot of uh, quality time together at that point or, or anything done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. It's just, I mean, by the time the kid you're going to sleep at the same time as the kid. Is. Right, yeah. So <laughs> that's an important one. Put them down earlier. Number three, establish a bedtime routine. So in addition to the schedule, which is important, establish a routine and stick to it. So, you might do bath and then pajamas and then maybe you read a book and then you do feeding and then you go to sleep. Do the same thing in the same order every night. Mm-hmm. Don't change it up. Like, hey, tonight we're going to do this instead of this first or whatever. Don't change it up. Do the same thing. Kids thrive on routine, so keep it the same. And the routines worked really well for us. Mm-hmm. And it I, I believe that that's what actually helped them sleep through the night because they knew this, 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 then sleep. Mm-hmm. And it became this routine. And like they knew what was coming. It wasn't like all of a sudden it was a surprise that they were going to be laid down to bed. They knew after the book, they get fed and then they go to sleep, you know, or whatever the order was. Right. And which that was the order. But um so you just, the hardest part is probably the parent sticking to the routine. It's right, not the kid yeah. doing the routine. Yeah, yeah. It's the parent sticking to it. So sure. just stick to the routine. Uh, number four, remove distractions. So people get mobiles and toys and lights and sounds and all kinds of stuff. Anything that's going to distract them, keep it out of the crib. Mm-hmm. Keep it out of the bed. And blankets, pillows, keep those out too, because that can be dangerous yeah, for, especially for a newborn. newborn yeah. yeah, you want to clear that stuff out. Uh, when they're really young, you just don't want anything in there. And so just get rid of it all. Uh, anything that can distract them, you want it out. But people say, oh, no, you know, the mobile has the lights and it's dreamy and what? No, get it out. It's <laughs> distracting. Yeah. Now, people will argue sound machines. Mm. I personally, at this point would have looked back and done it differently. I don't, I I like the idea of a child learning to sleep under any condition. Sure. So not that it has to be pitch black sound machine, you know, like quiet, like then it's like the child will never sleep unless these are like perfect conditions, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, that's a recipe for disaster. That's an interesting point. Like I try to figure out that balance because I like the music thing for the mm-hmm. baby, but there's some part of me that also says it should be quiet. Yeah. Cause what if you go somewhere and you don't and have, you the, don't music? have the music or anything, but then <laughs> it can't be too quiet. Cause then if then is the condition mm-hmm. is just to be completely silent right. or deadening silent. <laughs> right. It's like, well then any little noise is going to wake them up, you know? So it's like, I, I know, balance, I know. You know? it's you a constant, it's a constant <laughs> battle of yeah. like trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. But you know, in general, 
move that remove the distractions. Yeah. Uh, number five, put them down before they fall asleep. If they're drowsy in your arms, then put them down mm-hmm. and let them fall asleep where they're going to be asleep and where they're going to be. So, you know, Hey, we all love the baby falling asleep in our arms. It's just a wonderful thing, yeah. but you know, it, the transfer can be hard for some, you know, for, for others it, it's not. Um, or if they went to sleep in dad's arms, then they wake up in the crib. That's weird too. Yeah, you know, right. like, I, Hey, wait a second. I was over here and then now I'm over there. So this idea of like, letting them be really drowsy and then falling asleep where they're going to sleep. That's I, I, this is all easier said than done, right, of course, yeah. but try to place them where they're going to sleep when they are you know, tired and falling asleep. And it's going to help them get into that pattern of falling asleep in that place. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. You want them to be able to sleep through the night and be able to soothe themselves to sleep. So uh, number six, feed right before bed, which some could argue this one. We, it worked for us mm. and it can, it can be hard because a lot of people, if you know, you feed the baby and then you're setting them down right away, that can be uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, so you're always burping them and stuff, but for our children, especially when they're really young, like newborn that we got them nice and full mm. and that's, they slept way better that yeah. way. Yeah. So that was something. A lot of times why they wake up is because they're hungry. Correct. It's, it's the major reason why yeah. they wake up. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, and so adjusting your schedule to adjusting the feeding schedule so that it coincides with bedtime mm-hmm. can be, can be helpful. And that's the baby will wake up less often because you're right. That's, typically the reason that they wake up or when they wake up, they're hungry. Yeah. And so if you can kind of avoid that by stuffing them you know, <laughs> and feeding them, yeah. um, if anybody else has any feedback on that one, I'd be interested. But, um, cause I don't, I don't, the negative would be that the baby's uncomfortable. Cause I mean, you know, like you, yeah. If, if you ate a huge meal right. and then you lay down, you're like, Oh Ugh. yeah. I mean, you don't feel great. There's somewhere in between that. Right. Super stuffed versus I'm full and now right. I'm I got enough. I got need enough to go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. So that's you, you, you want to you want to do what works for you, and so you got to you got to test a little bit. But it can be frustrating for new parents. I mean, that's what I said sleeping and getting the baby to sleep through the night. It, I remember the first time our son slept through the night and we looked at each other cause we didn't hear anything and we're like we woke up and it was like an extra like two hours or something and we looked and we're like did that just happen? You know, we could not believe it was like Nirvana, like, you know, birds are chirping and whatever. Like, Oh my gosh, he just slept for six hours or seven hours or whatever it was. You know, we couldn't believe it. It was just, it was like, you know, we wanted to give each other high fives. And, um, yeah, you just, it's like I said, every child is different. There's a lot of books on the subject, you know? So if you still like, you know, you've been going for a while and you're still having problems and you've tried these things. Mm. That's the thing. If you haven't tried this stuff first then do that, you know, right. well, he's nine months old and he's still not sleeping through the night. Well, have you tried all these things? And if you have pick up a book, find a you know sleep expert, go to your pediatrician, get some outside help Yeah, because you know, you might be able to solve it. Um, it can be taxing. I, I know it is. You're tired. And, um, you just, you know, you want to make sure you're getting enough sleep as well. Um, but you know, that's also what we have our sponsor for. <laughs> if you yeah, can't yeah. sleep <laughs> and you're, you know, you can't sleep or you want, I was just say you, you're, you want to keep yourself a little bit more awake alert. and alert during yeah. the day. You're not getting a lot of rest. Pure boost is the answer. There you go. Um, so it goes well with, 
with a new parent. And that's, you know, that's why we partnered with them too. It's, sure. It just makes sense. So don't forget 50% off your first order, uh, go pureboost.com slash dad university. And thank you to them for, uh, sponsoring. Yeah. Us. So, I really appreciate that. Yep. Um, so Alan, if anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, what should they do? They should email us podcast at daduniversity.com. Hit us up on all our social media channels. Anyone you can think of, we're probably on it. Dad Univ or Dad University. Uh, make sure you go to YouTube and I check out all the great time. videos. <laughs> check out all the great videos by Jason and then, um, and, you know, and even with the one with our sponsor in it, uh, Pure Boost. Um, please subscribe to that and leave some comments. And, and we'd love to hear your feedback on some of the things that you're going through, what you went through as a parent, or if you're going through something or if you had some questions. So we'd love to kind of hear what you have to say and if you do nothing else please the thing that you're listening to us on right now the podcatcher they call it um subscribe to it leave a thumbs up a, a five-star review and then um actually share it with your friends it would help perpetuate the show and we really appreciate that awesome well as always alan thank you thank you and we'll see you next time see you next time